my beautiful queens and hopefully some kings. Welcome back to the That's All podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Gust. How are you? I know you can't answer me, but I really hope the answer is wonderful, fabulous, splendid, awesome, amazing, because that's what my answer is, honestly. Um, I'm coming at you live from my new car, and I have, we have a lot to talk about today. Today's episode is going to be great. We're going to talk about just, you know, how to stay positive, how to not let those little things bother you, because I feel like that's something I know a lot about. <laughs> I have a lot of little things go wrong a lot of times and I've got to the point where I just really I really know how to handle them a little bit better um, and so we're gonna talk about that but before that we have like a million life updates and I'm I'm number one trying to talk slower I realize I talk so fucking fast and then I get burnt out after like 10 minutes of talking because I've talked so fast and I haven't taken a singular breath so we're trying to slow it down a little bit probably won't work I'll probably end up speed talking again I still feel like I'm talking fast but that I am who I am um and I can't change that so anyway like I said I'm actually coming at you from my new car and you might be like oh my god Morgan why are you recording while you're driving I promise you this is honestly the best setup I have my mic I'm not even like hands on the on the wheel we are doing great so truly do not be concerned um, but we are rocking in my new car and yeah, I, I have the whole car buying story to tell you because I feel like it's just so common for people to be like, Oh, I bought a new car. Yay. Congrats. But then we are, we don't talk about the fact that buying a car is actually very stressful and a lot of work. And so I'm just going to like break down a little process for you in case you're trying to buy a car. And also just so I can tell you this whole fucking story, because honestly kind of a shit show and another example of things that go wrong and you just have to adapt. I'm not saying I handled this perfectly this time. I did have a little bit of a freak out, but that's okay. Sometimes you got to feel the feelings, okay? Um, but yeah, before that, I also was just in Chicago for the weekend. Took the train down, saw my roommate from college. I took her pictures, took her and her boyfriend's pictures, got to hang out with my cousin. It was honestly just like a really great chill weekend it was probably like exactly what I needed and you know I've been working on lowering those stress levels this week did not was not in favor of that this week sent the stress levels truly to an all-time high but that's okay um we got through it and yeah it was just a really nice week got to catch up with my roomie from college we were supposed to record a pod episode and we honestly I forgot my mics so we could not but it's okay it's totally okay. It was a good time. And while I was on the train, which trains are so slept on, I'm now realizing I took the trains when I was in on the East Coast. And then I took the Amtrak down to Chicago. And I'm like, this is so nice. I got to sleep. I got to get some work done. I didn't have to sit in traffic. Like, that was, I don't know why I've never done that. I've never done it because I usually need my car for something. But it was the move this time. I don't think it's the move every time, but it definitely... Definitely was really nice. Um, and so while I was on the train, I've been talking about getting a new car for the last year. And while I was on the train, I was like, oh, I'm just going to scroll through Facebook Marketplace. Because it's been extra on my mind for the last couple months because as summer comes around, I really just want a car that I can tow my camper with. Because I have my camper, my little 12-foot cutie camper that used to be my grandparents. It's like a 1963 or 1973, something like that. It's an aristocrat. It is adorable. My ex and I renovated it. Honestly, my ex renovated it. So God bless that because now I get to use it. And I'm like, thank you for doing all the hard work. Um, but she is so cute inside. And I took her camping in the fall with Laura and we went up north. And I'd use my sister's car to tow it. She had like a Ford Explorer. And so I knew that that would tow it fine. And like literally it's so light you don't even notice it. But all the cars that I kept looking at were just, like, they couldn't tow enough. In my car, I could have added a tow package, but I honestly, like, still wasn't could not tow enough. And so, I don't know, I've just been looking, but trying to find a car that can tow, that also gets good gas mileage, that also was, like, in my price range, just honestly was kind of a shit show. And so, yeah, I was just, just looking around casually, and then I started sending some to my dad over the last few weeks, and he was like, 
I don't think that can tow enough. Basically, we came to the conclusion that I need a car that can tow at least 3,500 pounds because my camper is like 1,500 pounds. And so whatever all of that just trying to find a car and but i also like the process of buying a car sounded so fucking stressful the fact that i would have to go into the dealership talk to them alone i'm like they're gonna try to bamboozle me the thing is i genuinely don't know what i'm talking about and side note this is what i was talking to my therapist about this week that i'm like i i'm so incapable of doing things unless i know i'm gonna do it perfectly and if i think I can't do it perfectly either I'll half-ass it or I just won't do it at all and so before I left on Tuesday she was like your motto for the week is fuck perfectionism and so that's what we're doing we are saying fuck perfectionism I feel like that's just been a thought in general just even with this podcast like I just want the episodes to be perfect so then sometimes I just don't do it until the last minute because I'm just trying to get it perfect and then it still ends up not being perfect anyway and like this episode I'm like I want to talk about how to stay calm in all these shitty situations but i'm like yeah i don't know if i can i don't know if i have enough to say or i don't know if but you know what who cares maybe the episode will be shorter than normal today i don't know but we're just running with it i'm so tired of trying to be perfect at everything because guess what i'm not going to be and that's the whole thing here is that i'm constantly like there's so many little things that go wrong and you have to learn how to like deal with them i got so off topic sorry the ADHD is ADHDing this morning um, because I'm alone and I'm driving and I, my thoughts are all over the place. But anyway, my point, I've been looking at this car and so I sent my dad these cars and then he was like, okay, this one you sent looks good. I started looking at Grand Cher- like Jeep Grand Cherokees and I sent him a 2015 and he was like, this looks good. And I was like, okay. And this was like on Sunday. I'm talking to him while I'm on the train and he was like, well, when you get back, like go test drive it as soon as you can. And I was supposed to leave for Omaha on Wednesday. This is all happening on Sunday. My thought was, I was like, I'd go check out the car, you know, whatever, go to Omaha this weekend, talk to him about it a little bit more. My parents have the title for it, so I was like, I'll grab that, like, whatever. So I go, he had called the guy, he's like, it sounds like it's good. He's like, just go test drive it on Monday and see what you think. I'm like, okay. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm going to test drive a car, I don't know what I'm looking for. (laughs) Like, I drive it and it drives like a car. I don't really know what else I, I'm looking at. And so I was like, Haley, come test drive this car with me. I don't want to go alone. I woke up Monday quite literally the most anxious I've been in weeks, months, maybe. No, nah, not months, but weeks for sure. I woke up just like raging anxiety for no fucking reason. Like I could not figure out why. I had a great weekend. And I think it was just because I took some time off this weekend. I didn't get a lot of work done. And Monday, Sunday night, I like wrote out my intentions for the next day, like trying to like figure out everything I need to do. And the to-do list for everything that needed to be done was 12 miles long. And I woke up and I was like, I cannot get out of bed. I am exhausted. I am tired. I'm lacking in sleep because my trains were early this weekend. So I was like, I cannot fucking do this. So as soon as I got up, the first thing I did because I could, well, first I laid there for two hours and then at like 10, I finally got up out of bed and I decided that instead of doing all the work on my to-do list, I would clean my room and organize my closet. So I reorganized my whole closet, took out a whole other pile of clothes to sell, which mind you, we had gone to a rummage sale this weekend and I had like sold my clothes with my friend Sam and our other friend's clothes. And I sold like $110 worth of clothes. So I sold a lot of clothes. So two bins worth of clothes and now a th- probably a third bin. Um, so that's just a whole other fucking thing I'm trying to deal with is all the clothes I need to get rid of now. But I just woke up so anxious and I was like, Haley, just come with me to drive this car because I'm just so anxious and I can't do this alone and I can't talk to this guy. And it just like sucks when you wake up like that. Cause you're like, you, you know, this isn't your true personality. Like, yeah, I'm anxious about new things like that, but I was like beyond anxious. And I was like, I hate that I'm like this today, but I also was giving myself grace. I was like, clearly I need somebody to just go with me so find somebody to go and I went so I go test drive the car on Monday and I get done and I'm like I mean looks good mind you Haley and I have no fucking clue what we're doing we get there and I was like wait does the guy come with you she was like yeah I think so they there's no way they just give you the car I'm like honestly I think they do though like I don't think I don't think he comes with you I'm like what is it like a fucking driver's test like that'd be so stressful if the dealer came with you but I was like, oh, maybe they do. Actually, I'm not really sure. So then we get there and he's, oh yeah, here's the keys. Takes my license and, or like scans my license and then we go. I'm driving around. It's raining. I don't know, like it was fine, but I wasn't 
like, oh my God, this is the greatest car ever. I was like, it's 2015. It's still same year as the one I have. It's not like super new, but I mean, it's fine. The interior is leather, which I'm not used to. There's no sunroof, which I was really hoping in my new car there would be a sunroof. And then it's silver. So it's just like little things that were like weird that I was like, I mean, I don't love these, but these aren't like deal breakers. So I go in it and while we were driving, the windshield wiper flew off just flew off the car and so not flew off that's so dramatic it fell off Haley had to get out and get it and so I bring it back in I'm like hey your windshield wiper flew off and he he looks at his mechanic he's like what the fuck and I was like I don't know and so anyway he's like what do you think and I'm like I don't know it's a car like I think it was good I was like I'll probably I I definitely I'm not getting it today I don't know what he's oh that's fine he's like just have your dad call me like with any more questions I'm like okay great So basically just had my dad call this man like 10, 15 times and ask all these questions and figure everything out. And then at this point, I'm like, okay, well, maybe I should contact the bank tomorrow, get this figured out. I end up contacting the bank. And this is where things start to go a little awry and they get very unnecessarily dramatic. I think it was Tuesday morning. I called the bank. Oh, Tuesday morning I had therapy. So I got therapy and I hadn't had therapy in three weeks. And so I go in and we were talking about everything. I'm like, lady, I've had a lot go on. And side note, oh my God, I'm sorry. There's so many updates for you guys to know. I'm going to take a little little side note here. The When I went to therapy, I was telling her about the date that I went on, which <laughs> reminds me I have to update you guys on this date. And this date, um, I did not go on a second date <laughs> with the guy. I, in fact, got ghosted. I'm not really sure what happened, but over the weekend, he stopped answering me, and then we didn't talk for a few days, and I was like, okay, honestly, he knows I was traveling anyway, maybe it's just chill, I was like, I'm just gonna text him one more time, I like text him on Saturday, I was like, hey, I'm actually gonna be home tomorrow, I'm not sure what you have going on, if you wanna hang out, and the man's never answered, so your girl got ghosted so confused because we literally were talking about a second date and we both said we had a good time not sure what happened but clearly he does not deserve me I was sad about it for the first day and then I was like what the fuck you are a coward the fact that you ghosted me like fuck you so that's my side tangent that uh if you were if your hopes were high about the little first date situation bring them down because (laughs) nothing happened and we are back to just single girly, no no dates. Um, but anyway, so that all was happening this weekend. And then I'm telling my therapist about that. And we're just talking about how I have such a long to-do list today. And I was like, but I just get so, like, decision paralysis. Like, I just can't make a decision. I can't do any tasks. Like, I cannot get things done. And so we're just talking about the way. Just fuck perfectionism. Just do my best. Just get things done. So I was like, all right. So I am. Trying to get things done on Tuesday, and I call the bank, and I'm trying to get this loan. Mind you, I've never gotten a loan. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to buy a car. I don't know how any any of this works. All I have is my federal student loans, and then I have, like, my credit cards. But I've never gotten, like, a loan from a bank. And so I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how this works. And so I'm like, I call her. We end up talking it all through and basically get everything going. She gives me, runs my credit. We get the interest rate. We figure out, like, the months. I had gone into the dealership already that afternoon, too, and I talked to him about everything, got the purchase agreement from him, sent that to the bank, kind of just, like, decided on everything. And then when I went in to the dealership, he he's like, let me drive your car and see what we can give you for trade-in. So he takes it for a drive and he was like, this is literally falling apart. You need a new car so bad. I'm like, I mean, I kind of knew that, but I guess I didn't realize how bad it was. He's like, you were going to take us for a long drive. I'm like, I was gonna, sorry. <laughs> so that was a whole thing. He ends up, we get the purchase agreement, sent it to the bank, try to figure that all out. It ends up that like nothing happens Tuesday night and I was supposed to leave Wednesday morning. And I was like kind of freaking out on Tuesday. I'm like, do I even want to buy this car? Am I buying it out of like stress because I need a new car? My car's a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. I'm like, at this point, I might just cancel the Omaha trip if I don't buy this car because I don't know. I don't know. Just going back and forth on everything. Finally, Tuesday night, talk myself down. I'm like, all right, Wednesday morning, I'm going to go in 9 a.m. Tuesday, I had like finished up with the bank and I thought that we were all good to go. She made it sound like she was good. She was like, I'll be out of office tomorrow. So I'll pass you on to this other lady and she'll finish up with you tomorrow. I'm like, okay. 
But she made it sound, she's like, yeah, you're pre-approved, you're good. So I thought I was good to go buy the car. But again, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I go in it when yesterday morning, Wednesday morning, and I'm like, hey, I'm here, I'm ready, let's do this thing. And he was like, all right, let's look over the purchase agreement. And he's like, what's the plan for the bank getting us the money? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I thought, I, mind you, I embarrassed myself here. I'm like, I don't know. I, I thought she had to fax it or something. He's like, you cannot fax a check. I've never had a check faxed. I'm like, I hear you. Um, that doesn't really make sense. I just said it because it was the only thing I could think of. But my nearest bank is two hours away. And so I'm like, I don't know. So I, he's like, call the bank. So I call the bank and I'm like, hey, what's the deal? And she was like, basically, she wasn't rude, but it just wasn't. There was a lot of miscommunication happening. I'm trying not to talk shit about her because she was she ended up being helpful. But I think it was just the bank in general. I don't know if they're short staffed. I don't know what the problem was, but it took them two days to get this loan through. And it just should not have taken that long. If I would have gone with the bank at the dealership, I could have gotten the car on Tuesday. Like it just it was a really weird situation. She was like, well, I guess we can wire you the money, but it'll be twenty dollars. I'm like, woman, do you think that I care about an extra twenty dollars when I'm spending 15000 Like, I just... I don't care. I promise. And so that's all happening. And then she's like, well, we have to process this and that. And I'm like, okay, so essentially you're telling me I can't get the car right now. And she's like, well, no. And he was like, all right, just go home. Like, call me back. Like, let me know when you're ready. And I was like, oh, my God. I ended up going home. And I'd asked her, I was like, what's the turnaround for this, like, processing? And she was like... Um, should be done by today. I said, okay, but again, I'm trying to leave on a trip. So is this like, it's going to be done by 10, like in 20 minutes, or it's going to be done at like five, like what? She's probably by noon or one. So I go home and I was like, Haley, let's go get some coffee. Let's get some breakfast. We went and hung out. And then I went home. It was like 11. I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit around for a minute. I'm sure I should get a call in the next like hour. I end up sitting around till like one before I finally find out that I get the papers to sign. They email me the papers. I sign the papers. And I'm like, all right, so we good to go? She's like, yep, now we'll send it over to accounting and they should process it today and get the wire transfer sent over. Um, isn't a wire transfer instant, number one. Number two, again, how long is this going to take? I was planning to drive 10 hours today and that's clearly not happening. And so then she ends up telling me, no, she ends up really not saying anything. And then like 45 minutes later, she's like, okay, accounting is processing now. Thanks. And I'm like, Okay, so I wait like 10, 15 minutes. I call the dealership. I'm like, hey, did you get the money? They're like, no, not yet. We'll give you a call when we do. But at this point, I'd already left my house because it was like 25, 20 minutes away. And I was like, oh, I bet they'll get the money. I end up getting some gas, sitting in a gas station parking lot for a, while, a little bit. And then he finally calls me. He's like, all right, where you got the money? Get your ass here. Let's do this thing. I'm like, you are speaking my language. Let's do it. I get there. Finally, the money had been sent over. This was a whole two-day-long ordeal. Everyone I talked to was like, why is this taking so long? Why? I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, you know, if you if you would have gone with our bank, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I know. So it was a learning experience. Um, now I know that next time, just go with the bank that they have there. Worst comes to worst, you go refinance through another bank. Not that big of a deal. I definitely probably should have, but I'm also happy with... I did get a better interest rate through my bank. Not good, but better. And I ended up doing a four-year loan rather than a five-year. So overall, just very happy with how it ended up, even though it took fucking two days. And in that time, after I left the dealership yesterday morning, I had a mental breakdown and was my, when I get angry, when I get frustrated, it comes out in tears. I don't really cry when I get sad over my own things or whatever but when I get mad or I get angry it comes out in tears and I cannot stop it and so I'm just raging at this point go to Meyer, finally pick up my contacts that have been there for like a month just try and check some things off the to-do list if I'm at least not gonna get the car yet but I finally get the car at like four o'clock and we finalized everything got everything out of my car I head home I pack up the new car and literally take off to drive to Iowa so I had a six-hour drive last night Drove to Iowa, made it there by what, like 10.30 or something, which really was not bad. And now this morning, now I'm driving to Omaha. So it has been a hectic few days. I honestly got zero work done. Like I had a, a decently long to-do list for work and I really got like nothing done, which sucks and just was adding to my stress. Not really helping me lower the stress levels, you know, but now this is done. I have a new car. I can stress a lot less. I now don't have to worry about the car breaking down. I got a five-year warranty, unlimited miles. So literally, if anything goes wrong, I'm under warranty. 
So we are good to go. I ended up with a silver 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Um, and I am really excited. It, I feel like, I feel like things are coming together and to kind of like wrap all of that up, I have just been like thinking a lot about like summer coming around and just what I want out of my life. This whole winter has had me thinking that I've been in therapy. Like I've just been doing so much deep work and I feel like I'm getting to a point where I'm really recognizing myself and who I am and what I want and I just like I know that like I do I really want a car payment no could I have maybe found something cheaper yes because I didn't like but I wanted I wanted something I could tow because I want to use my camper and I'm trying to really recognize what is important to me and I had a whole talk on my stories a couple days ago on Instagram just about working and really just like figuring out with your balance of work and play and focusing on yourself and your physical and mental health because for the first time this week I was able to fit into jeans that I haven't been able to fit into in months and I'm really recognizing that I need to listen to my body and doing the hard workouts the high impact kickboxing lifting that was having a negative effect on my body as much as I was enjoying it in the moment like I have, I was feeling so honestly, so horrible about myself the last few months. I've been wearing just literally baggy clothes. I don't really feel like myself physically, mentally I've been working on it, but physically, like I just was like, I feel like shit. I feel like I look just not like I, like, I don't know why I'm gaining weight and feeling worse since working out. And I'm clearly have some sort, I clearly have PCOS or a thyroid issue of some sort because now that I've stopped, I've spent over a month now, probably like four or five weeks of no kickboxing, no weightlifting, just walking, maybe a little low impact workout here and there, but honestly, mostly just walking. And I'm back to feeling like I had, how I did before, got fit into my old jeans. Like literally it makes no sense, but I, instead of feeling frustrated about it and getting upset, I'm like, okay, this is just again I'm learning something new about myself isn't that what your 20s are for like isn't that the point is to figure out who you are and what you want and how your body works and what you need and whatever and so I'm just trying to give myself grace through all of that and really just put an emphasis on the fact that I don't want to work my life away I was journaling this morning when I was in the coffee shop and mind you I went to this coffee shop sorry the stories before the before the content of this episode are a lot, but just bear with me. I was at the coffee shop this morning in Cedar Rapids, and this coffee shop, this might not make a lot of sense, but it does to me. This coffee shop was where I, like my favorite coffee shop to go to with my sister in Iowa, and in like January 2021, that is where I matched with my ex on Hinge, and we started talking, and obviously it, means, it meant nothing to him, but like to me, I was like, oh my god, I remember this chair this table over here is like where we started talking he was like I wasn't there I'm like yeah but like that's where I like matched with you and like we started talking and I realized that oh my god you're kind of cool and so that happened there in like 2021 and then end of that year I got to take him to that coffee shop and I was like oh like how cute blah 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 and then a couple months later is when we broke up until so like April 20 or no, I guess April or May 2022 was the first time I had gone back there and I remember it being really hard like I remember like walking in and I'm like this shouldn't this shouldn't be like difficult because it was didn't mean anything to us together, but it meant something to me. Like, I'm like, oh, this I remember. Like, I distinctly remember our conversation, like the things that we were talking about while I was sitting over at that table, like working. And then I go back there today, and this is the first time I've been back again since last year. And I go in there, and I'm like, oh my god, like. I didn't even think about it at first. I literally go in. I'm like, oh, I love Cafe St. Pio. Like, I gotta go get some coffee like get some breakfast before I leave and I go in and I sit down and I'm, I'm like oh I'm in a journal while I'm waiting I didn't bring any of my work in just trying to like you know hang out by myself and I had this like realization that I'm like holy shit a year ago I was in here and I was trying not to cry because I was heartbroken and I thought my life was in shambles and I just felt I literally just felt so broken and bruised and I thought there was no fucking way that I would ever be okay again I just I couldn't at that point last year, there's I could not see that at all. And then I go in today, and I am like, oh, I'm going to go in, have some breakfast, have a nice little morning by myself. Didn't even consider bringing my laptop in. 
a year ago, I couldn't have imagined going someplace without like bringing bringing work in to do, like going on a breakfast date by myself. Like that would have made me so uncomfortable. Literally walked in, ordered my food, sat down, didn't even get a coffee, sat down, was journaling at this table, got my breakfast, ate my breakfast. I'm like having all these realizations. And I'm like, holy fucking shit, Morgan. Like so much has happened in the last year and you have grown so much. And I, I'm just so fucking proud of myself. And I feel like lately, every time I've been journaling, like by the time I'm done, I just end up writing like, I'm so proud of you because I am like, it's just so crazy how much has changed. And a year ago, I was literally diving headfirst into work because I didn't want to deal with my feelings. I didn't want to deal with the reality of life that I was fucking sad and heartbroken. And literally like one major thing that happened when we broke up was that he basically told me that I did not have a work ethic and that I didn't, basically I did not work hard enough. And I took that into my fucking soul last year. And I, it was like, what was driving me all fucking year was that I was like, I do fucking work hard. I do have a work ethic and I'm going to prove it. And I'm like looking back and I'm like, I just feel bad for myself because I thought that like that was going to make me happy. I thought that working my ass off and not having any time to do anything fun was what I was supposed to do. Like I thought I was supposed to do that and make all this money. And I'm realizing that I do, I do plan to be successful. I do have big dreams. I do see myself, honestly, see myself being a millionaire. I own a lot of businesses. Like I genuinely see that for my life, but I also in hand, hand in hand, I see myself enjoying life and having a personal life and having other hobbies and just doing things other than photography. And it's just crazy to think about the fact that last year, truly my personality trait was a photographer. Like I didn't really have, that was the only thing. I just, my head was so buried in work and that's all I really cared about. And now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, that is not at all how it is for me anymore. And that while it's like scary, that also makes me so happy to know that I've grown that much and I've gotten to the point where I like I don't know I I, I hope that makes sense I just like I'm really proud of myself and I just can't believe how much has changed in the last year and even me just going to Omaha right now when I was in Omaha last year it was a month post breakup and I was depressed as fuck and trying to find ways to be happy and I went out to dinner for the first time by myself and it's just like it's coming full so full circle I just want you to know that if you're going through something like this, it will get better. And there, the darkness at the end of the tunnel, I promise, there is some light. And, yeah. I don't know. So, all of that to be said, that was a really fucking long-ass intro. And that was a lot of life updates. Um, We can finally get into the meat of this podcast. And that is how to just stay positive. To not let the little things get to you. And to really just, like, have a more positive, easygoing mindset rather than, you know, freaking out when a lot of little things go wrong. So, like I said, I feel like people are always asking me, how how are you dealing with these things? How do you not freak out? And I think the biggest thing I've come to realize, number one, I definitely have undiagnosed ADHD. I mean, I'm used to making little mistakes a lot. I'm used to making little errors and losing things. So, like, I'm used to, like, little things going wrong. It's uh, been like that my whole life. So, at this point, like, I've found ways to cope with it without freaking out. But I realized that life is ultimately just a combination of all of the little moments. And if, like, how you react to those moments is essentially who you are. And I just don't want to be a person who overreacts or freaks out and can't handle when things go wrong. And... uh, I do want to say that I don't I don't mean that you shouldn't feel your feelings and you like should try to push things down and ignore. That's not what I'm saying. You should feel your feelings. But I think finding a way to recognize which feelings are necessary and which ones might be a bit unnecessary and just unhelpful is kind of the key. Um, so for some background, I like I said, I've always lost everything I've lost everything misplaced things I make a lot of mistakes I lose like it's just that I'm used to that um and when I was younger I honestly like didn't really feel many feelings because 
I got to the point where I kind of just like shut them all off because things were going wrong and I was like tired of making mistakes. I was tired of being upset. And so I just like stopped feeling anything. And I, I got to the point where I went to therapy when I was like 19 because I was like, I literally feel like I don't even know what happiness feels like. I don't know. I don't know any of this. All of the, like I, I couldn't tell you what I'm feeling. And then come to find out I was actually feeling anxious a lot of the time. I was feeling content. I was feeling happy, but I couldn't let myself feel it because I just assumed something else would go wrong. And so I never used to feel my feelings. And then I got to the point where I honestly was feeling every single one of them and letting every single one of them rule my life. And I feel sad for 10 seconds. That means the entire rest of my day is sad and ruined. And now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm finding a balance between, you know, feeling my feelings recognizing them but also not giving them the space to ruin my day because anxiety is not how you genuinely feel anxiety is trying to like it's 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 the a bad thought like it's not yeah you might be worried that you might fail your test or worry that you might lose something but anxiety is like telling you things that aren't going to happen or most likely won't happen and trying to freak you out and so i really just try not to let my anxiety I try to remind myself that that's not real like those thoughts are not how I actually feel that's just a part of my brain trying to trick me over the years I've also realized that all of these times that I freak out when something goes wrong let's take yesterday for an example where I am having a mental breakdown over this car honestly the last two days having a mental breakdown over this car I don't know what to do I feel so freaked out I feel out of control And then I, like, bring myself back to reality. And I'm like, you do realize it will work out. Like, yes, you can feel frustrated. This situation is frustrating. Yes, you can feel annoyed. You can feel a little bit angry. But feel it, recognize it, and then move on. Because you know that it will work out. You know either you're going to get the car or you're not going to get the car. Either way, it's what's supposed to happen. I wasn't even planning on getting this car, but clearly it needed to happen because my car was falling apart. And if you just remind yourself that, at what point is there a time where it doesn't work out in the end? Like, uh, let's say the breakup. In the moment, yeah, that fucking sucks ass. And that is obviously a bigger thing that goes wrong. But it's like, it will it will even out. It will, it will settle, it will be okay, and things will work out. And that's honestly been my fucking life motto for years now, is just that everything happens for a reason. Like, it genuinely does. There is nothing that happens to you that isn't a higher power whether you believe in god or the universe or whoever there is some higher power and there's no way i I just believe there's no way that there's not some sort of higher power there's no way that we're all just walking around like chickens with our head cut off like i believe things do happen for a reason i believe i was meant to i was meant for everything that's happened in my life that's happened for a specific reason that it's going to lead to like and So these little things that go wrong, I was upset that I'm not getting my car. I can't leave on time. I'm going to lose a day of my trip, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, what if there was a reason for that? What if I was going to get into a car accident? What if, like, who who knows? And I think when you kind of bring yourself back to reality like that, when you're in these shitty situations and these things are going wrong, it's like, what is the worst that can happen? Okay, in the situation of the car, the worst that can happen is that, the worst that can happen is that I don't go on the trip. The second worst that can happen, well, equally worst that can happen is that I take my car and it breaks down on the trip. Okay, those are two worst case scenarios that I can think of. All right, and then work our way back from there. Even if I do, let's say I take my car on the trip and it breaks down. Um, okay, then I call AAA. I have AAA. Um, I call my parents. They'll be on their way the next day. Like, there are a few things that we can do from there. Probably the best option there is to just not go on the trip if you're going to take the old car. But let's say, worst case scenario, you don't get to go on the trip. All right. Can you reschedule it? Is there another time you can go? Can my parents pick me up on their way to Iowa? I won't get to go to Omaha, but I'll at least go to Iowa. I'm not missing out on any work. I'm just going there for fun to do some fun stuff, meet up with some friends. There's nothing work-related specifically that I'm going to lose out money or, like, leave somebody hanging or something it would just be my personal life then I would be a little bit sad that's that's worst case scenario and look at the like look at me talking myself out of how it's not even that fucking bad and I think in those situations it's hard to see that when you're in it but if you kind of pull yourself back a little bit 
I said this on maybe the podcast, but definitely on my Instagram story. When people ask me how I stay calm and specifically the situation where I was in Joshua Tree and I had to hitchhike and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if this is the most healthy way. I'm not sure about that still. But I kind of just take myself out of the situation. Like, I pull myself out and I'm like, this is my little sim character. This is my little, this is the main character. This is the movie plot. Like, this is something bad that goes wrong. This is the climax and then we're going to get through it and it's going to be great. Like, there's just, I just don't believe, and maybe this is just my crazy ego or my unrealistic way I see life. Like, I just don't see, I don't see a reality where I just, things don't eventually work out. Like, I just, I don't, I don't believe that. Like, I just don't believe that that will happen. And the fact of I'm stranded in the middle of, the national park and thinking about hitchhiking i mean okay maybe maybe something goes wrong and i do get kidnapped and somebody tries to kill me whatever but i'm saying i just don't i don't see that happening and i not in the fact that i'm ignorant to that but i'm saying that i truly just believe that the the best things will happen to me and when the the things go wrong and the the bad things happen to me i'm like oh well that's just because like the good things are coming next And it's honestly just a fucking mindset game. Like, I can tell you everything I do. I can tell you how to, like, what I do to fix myself or to deal with these shitty situations. But it literally just comes to down to your mindset and how you view things. If you constantly view things as glass half empty, then, like, that's how how you see things. And I think it's, you're capable of changing that. I, I was reading, I found my old blog post last week of blogs that I wrote when I was like 19. I don't remember if I talked about this last week on the podcast, but I found these old blog posts I wrote when I was like 19 in college and she was just so sad and she saw life in such a sad, negative way. And while I was like, yes, I guess, quote unquote positive back then and I would like get through those shitty situations, I did not feel it on the inside. Like I truly felt that I was like my, I had no self-confidence. I truly thought that I was ugly Like, I thought that while there was the piece of ego in me that I always believed that good things will happen to me in life, I just didn't see it happening anytime soon. I just figured, like, that's a long way away. And now I'm realizing that, no, it's you can create that reality for yourself. If things are going wrong, find ways to fix them and or deal with them in the moment. Um, I feel like deep breaths are also very underrated. Like I said, I my first reaction a lot of times is anger. Like, when little things go wrong, I don't know. My brother and I were the same way growing up. Maybe I got it from him. I don't know. But we'd be playing the DS and we lose. And I get, like, so, so irrationally angry. Like, I stub my toe and I get so irrationally angry. But I don't get irrationally angry about things that deserve rational anger. <laughs> like, I get I get worked up about things that I shouldn't. And then I don't get worked up about the things that I should, if that makes sense. And... I feel like lately I've really been trying to, when I'm in those situations and I feel myself getting so frustrated, so angry, I take a second, take a deep breath, breathe through it for a minute, and then I'm like, okay, we will solve this. It will be fine. It will work out. And I think if you just take that 10 seconds, that's literally half the time all it takes is take that 5, 10 seconds to just take a deep breath, step back from the situation, look at it from an outside perspective and be like holy shit this is not that bad we will we will figure it out it'll work, work out like there's no reason to get super worked up about it and i realize that i just don't i don't want to be that person that reacts to every situation with anger i don't want to be that person that's constantly yelling that is an angry person i don't that's not who i want to be that's not who i believe i am at my core and so over the last few years like i've been working on not being that and so it's not something that's going to change tomorrow i don't believe that me telling you all these tips and whatever, everything I do, like you're not going to have a shitty thing happen tomorrow and you're just going to be fine. But I think it's just little things like first step, take a deep breath, step back. Maybe you're still angry. Maybe you still need an hour to feel those feelings. I still like, I still need to feel the feelings sometimes. Like I know that yesterday, if I would have just taken a step back, taken a deep breath, I would have realized the situation was fine. I can adapt. I can change. I can change my plans. It's not a big deal. 
But instead, I let myself get so swept up in the moment. And I'm like, this is so frustrating. This is so fucking stupid. This is so dumb. And I'm like, why the fuck is things not working out? Like, this is supposed to just... But uh, take a step back. It's fine. You delay your trip a day. You still made it to Iowa last night. You're still going to Omaha this morning. In reality, it all worked out. It's not a big deal. But I didn't take a step back in that situation. I just let myself get so, like... It's like when you're, like, caught up in a wave. And the wave just, like, takes you underwater. And you're just, like, flipping around, flipping around. There's, if you could take the deep breath before you go under, get ready. I don't know. Do you get the, do you get the analogy I'm making? I'm not good at those, but that's like what it reminded me of. So yeah, I don't know. I did. I I hope this is making sense, and I hope that you can take something from this, and you're not just like, okay, Morgan, shut the fuck up. But I don't know. I just feel like when things do go wrong, it always ends up working out, and getting super worked up about something. It just, that's not the person I want to be. And I'm assuming that's probably not the person you want to be if that's, if you're listening to this and trying to take it in. Like, you can be the person that you want and you just have to make those choices to get there. I also was thinking about the fact that, like, being around people who can adapt is so, like, it, it makes them so much more attractive. Like, someone who can, like, something goes wrong and you're like, oh. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. Like, honestly in a lot of situations especially when I'm around people if things go wrong I stay quite calm like that's why I am very good at my job I'm a very good wedding photographer because things go wrong during the day and I'm like oh no worries like we'll figure it out and it's I think it's when you are in your own life sometimes it gets hard to like take that step back but when it's like other people's things are going wrong I always I would say I'm pretty good in a bad situation and I'm just like oh it's okay we'll figure it out not a big deal like we'll we'll change we'll adapt we'll pivot it's fine and when I'm around people that are able to do that, I'm like, holy shit, that's, like, so, that's so cool of them. That's so attractive. That's so, like, it's enticing. Like, it makes you want to be around them because you're like, wow, you are so in control of yourself. You're in control of your emotions. You're in control of how you react. And being around people who can't control themselves, like, that's not fun. I'm sure we've all had that friend or somebody in our life where something goes wrong and they literally freak out, start crying, like... And again, not, I'm not saying that emotions are bad. I'm not saying that crying is bad. I, I'm i not saying that. But I'm just saying that when you can handle yourself in a shitty situation, whether it's small or big, it is a valuable trait to have. Like, it's a valuable trait. It's attractive to other people. It makes people want to be around you more. Um, and so when you like put it into that perspective, you're like, shit, I want to be a person that people want to be around that aren't afraid Let's say you have a friend who you want to go on a trip with him and you know that they freak out in shitty situations and you're going on kind of an unplanned trip or, you know, something might go wrong. What's well, like, fuck, I don't really want to go with them if I know that I'm going to have to be talking them down off a ledge the whole time. And I feel like I've like prefaced this a hundred times. I, I obviously understand there are different situations where either it's a mental health issue or there's something bigger going on. And I'm not saying you shouldn't feel your feelings. All of those to say like, I, I'm prefacing all of that. Like, I, I understand that. I'm not negating that. I'm just using words here. I cannot find the word I'm looking for. But I'm I'm not ignoring that, okay? I'm not. I understand that. But in the grand scheme of things, there are a lot of times where you can be a little calmer. You can work things out. You can control your emotions a little bit better. Bottom line is we truly all can handle hard things. I believe, I'm sure every single one of you listening has had something either big or small go wrong in the last day, in the last week, whatever, you are so much stronger than you think you are. And I think that's a big part of it too, is just not having the self-confidence, not having the self-worth, the self-esteem to know that, okay, this little thing went wrong. I can pivot. I can adapt to this and I can be okay. It's so common to just have a negative mindset about yourself and just low self-confidence. And you're so when something goes wrong, it's just, it's a, It's like a nail in the coffin, okay? It's like, I already think I'm a piece of shit. Then this thing goes wrong. Well, I am a piece of shit. That's proved it. For example, this this man I go on the date with. I'm like, after the date, I am into him. I am ready for a second date. I'm excited. And he, and then he ghosts me. He ghosts me out of nowhere where I think we have a good connection. I think I'm excited to get to know him more. I'm excited. And he ghosts me. And immediately, my first thought is, why am I so unlovable? Like, why am I, what is wrong with me that someone can't even go on a second date with me? And my first thought is to just tear myself down and think about how terrible I am. 
And then I let myself be sad. I did. I let myself feel it. I'm like, I am sad tonight. Like, it happened tonight. I'm like, I'm sad. I'm going to go to bed, and I'm just going to be a little bit sad about it. And the next day, I'm, like, thinking about it, and I'm like, why is that my first thought? To assume that I'm the problem? To assume that I'm unlovable? It's a huge thing I've been working through, and I think going through a breakup makes you think it even more that, oh, my God, what is what is so wrong with me that somebody can't be with me? Like, what? And that's not what it is. First of all, quit making it about yourself. <laughs> like, the world does not fucking revolve around you. It is not all about you. There are other things going on. It is, there are things outside, outside of you that are happening, and you are not that special to assume that everything is about you. And I am talking to myself right now. And it's like, why, why do I assume that it has to do with me? Why do I assume that I did something wrong, that there's something wrong with me or I'm unlovable? Why? Like, why is that my first thought to be so negative? I'm sure a lot of you, it is too. And it's like, if we can change that at our core to assume that we are the best, assume that we are so lovable and that people will be so lucky to have us in their life and if they don't see that, then that's their own problem. That is not our problem. It is not, this is not my fucking problem if somebody can't see that I am worth their time. And, like, but it's so easy to just think negatively immediately. And so I think the whole thing just comes back to your mindset, how you feel about yourself, your self-confidence. And, again, not something you can change tomorrow, but something you can start doing little things to work on. And so I think wrapping it all up I I talk about my morning routine my routines a lot but genuinely I think that a a solid morning and night routine can be life-changing they can genuinely help you if you're trying to work on this to have a more positive mindset to not let the things bother you it does genuinely come back to what you're doing daily to fix that mindset and like I said my morning routine is constantly shifting little by little um it's never exactly the same but it has the same general concept morning and night routine has the same general concept that I'm trying to give myself space and time to de-stress maybe think some things through just give myself that space and the time to do that and so right now my morning routine has currently consisted of I get up I immediately drink a glass of water wakes me up I sit up I go outside, go for a little 10-minute walk with my water and my pajamas just to, you know, supposed to set your circadian rhythm, get some sunlight on your face. Obviously, the weather has been kind of shitty lately, so it hasn't been ideal. But when I can do that, I try to, and I genuinely think it does help. Then I come inside, I journal, I drink my greens. I also also been trying this new drink. Um, it's part of, like, an affiliate marketing thing, and I'm not going to go into it yet because I don't want to, like, tell you guys to get something or to promote something that I don't know for sure if it works but this little like hormone drink that I've been having in the mornings so I'll do that I'll journal and when I'm journaling in the morning it's typically it's typically just talking about either how I see the day going well literally whatever I want but then I will try to end with some affirmations and just kind of like setting my intentions or goals for the day and It just kind of depends on the day. Sometimes I do my intentions at night. Sometimes I do it in the morning. But typically I'll have like, I'll definitely do my affirmations in the morning. Just journal about whatever I'm thinking about and then my affirmations. And in my affirmations, you can say whatever you want. But typically the few that I say every time is I'm so kind. I'm so smart. I am so caring. I'm so beautiful. And then depending on what my plans are for the day, if it's I'm going golfing, I am so athletic. If I'm working, I am so productive. I'm so good at time management. Things that, like, it sounds so dumb. I get it. But when you write this down and you see that and you're like, oh, yeah, I am. I am so smart. Like, I am so productive. I'm going to get these things done today. Not that it's a, it's going to fix all of your problems, but it just sets you up in a better mindset. And the morning still comes back to what your night routine is the night before. And I've been really trying to journal again at night. And I feel like it really really fucking helps set up my day for success the next day because I give myself that space when I'm journaling I will talk about my day whatever I want to talk about but then I will set my intentions and my goals for the next day and so the other day Monday night when I knew I had Tuesday was full of like phone calls and errands and trying to buy this car and all this stuff my intention for the day was be brave like I needed I needed to write that down I needed to see that like oh my god my intention for the day my biggest intention for this day 
is to be brave. I have other things that need to happen, other things that need to get done, but it all comes back to I need to just, like, not be anxious and just be brave and get the shit done. I don't have time to not get it done. And so when I set these intentions at night or in the morning, whatever works, um, it just sets me up for success. And the other thing I do at night is I try, I typically end up, like, just writing down a quick outline of my day just so that I know, at least, like, the morning, just so that when you wake up, there is no question about what's going on. Specifically for me because I have... I'm not I'm self-employed I don't have a strict schedule if you have to be to work by nine you have to be to work by nine you don't have a choice mine's like I should be to work by nine but I don't have to be blah 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 so typically the night before I'll write out I'm like okay alarm at 7 30 10 like 7 40 go for my 10 minute walk 7 40 7 50 journal and drink my greens 8 30 make breakfast get dressed go for a walk whatever I lay out my at least my morning and then if I know for sure I have things going on at night I'll write that down too and it's not even like I go and look at this like the next day it's just that like I wrote it out that night and I'm like okay this is what I'm doing in the morning and then I get up and I do it and it's it's the same general routine every day but when you write it down even if it's the exact same thing it just like reminds you like when I get up this is what I'm doing there's no question I don't have to wonder I'm gonna get up I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna get it done and I know you're probably like, eh, Morgan, we've heard about your routines a million times. But I'm serious that that is a huge part of being able to handle when things go wrong because you've already set your intentions for the day. You know who you are. You have that confidence. You have those affirmations. And you're like, okay, this show went wrong. Not a big deal. We'll pivot. We'll flip things around. We'll make it work. It's fine. And so I feel like that's all I have. Um... Hopefully that was helpful in some way, shape, or form. I I don't know. I feel like I kind of said the same thing over and over again, but genuinely, like, that's, that's how I work through things. That is how I deal with the things that are going wrong. I stay positive. I promise you that you can do the same. So anyway, last thing I want to say before the end of this episode is that... The giveaway winner has finally been chosen. The giveaway closed on May 1st. And so we finally have a giveaway winner. Thank you to everyone who has entered. I love you more than you know. Um, I like genuinely, like your, your reviews, your ratings, you sharing it on your story. That is so kind of you. And I know you're doing it to enter the giveaway, but still it means so much to me. And it actually does help the podcast so much to get other listeners and get more people to see it and whatever so yeah i appreciate you guys so much but drum roll please the winner of the stanley tumbler is amelia hogue she is so sweet i'm so excited she is a loyal listener and so we, i just did a random random choosing of everyone that entered and she's the winner and the second place winner i chose the second one because i love you guys so much And I was just so grateful and there were so many good people that entered. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just run it again. We'll see who our second winner is and they will get a hat. And so the winner of our hat is my friend Megan Kelly. So excited to see that she won. So we have two winners. I am obviously on a trip and I will get those out and I will contact the winners and all that good stuff. But I appreciate you guys entering. It means the world to me. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, go leave that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and go screenshot and share your favorite episode. There's no giveaway to enter right now, but you should just do that anyway so that, you know, we can get more people listening and you can share and then I can see which episodes you guys are loving and we can get more of those out. Um, but as always, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much already and I cannot wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye. Bye.